start talking. Episode 256 of the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Here you can have mine, buddy boy. You can have mine. So with that being said, it is Friday. It is February the 10th, 2022. Only 317 days, approximately 7,600 hours or 456 minutes to buy pure crud that nobody will remember for Christmas of 2022. Remember, it's about the birth of Christ. It's not about plastic. Yours truly, however, will absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, well, I will accept bottle of Kings County Distillery repeated bourbon whiskey. How many times do I have to say that? Twice a week until I get it. So leave it on my doorstep, day or night, tomorrow or Christmas Eve. It's all good. And in honor of the Pack Jam Roadways, the Amazon, the FedEx, and UPS drivers, let's get her going, boys. What do you say? Uh, it's time to laugh, it's time to drink, it's time to feed the Victoria Crown Pigeon, oftentimes called Elizabeth. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get started, and here we go. This is the Paul Truesdale Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell. Certainly. Red alert. Well, Roscoe, what do you say we get started? Yeah. And we're recording this podcast in the Truesdale Professional Building, and we're not wearing pants. We call it the Paul Truesdale Podcast. We spent a lot of money, a couple million dollars, with one of those, you know, Gartner-type companies to try to figure out a good name. And they said, mm, yeah, we talking about dirty boys, dirty laundry, buy the boys, and all that kind of stuff. We we're going to call it Roscoe. Yeah. But we decided to call it my name, the Paul Truesdale Podcast. Joining me every time we do this thing, we have Curly Joe. We have Tiny Tim. Yes. We have the Reverend Ralph. Oh. And we have Leon Gasmascus. And what else? We got Bubba. Wow. Bubba's new to us and been here forever on day one. Yeah. Roscoe. Well, listen, the uh, Victoria crowned pigeon is a far cry from the pedestrian cousin, the rock dove, commonly known as the flying rat. Anyways, the Victoria crowned pigeon is, uh, well, it's in New Guinea. It's a cute little thing, really purpley in color. It's very lavish, has a rich plumage. And as its name implies, it boasts a lacy crest of feathers on its head is very very pretty and it's uh well it's roughly the size of a chicken and uh it's been known to be called as a pet oftentimes they call it elizabeth so it's called the elizabeth victoria crown pigeon do you believe that of course not so all you ladies out there who didn't like that we'll call it amy mary or sue we can do that too anyways it's roughly the size of a chicken and uh it's the largest living pigeon of a species and roscoe and his buddies yeah. over there in the forest in the ocala national forest we're told that it tastes a lot like like flamingo rather than chicken. Isn't that right, Roscoe? Yeah. Well, let's get started. Roses are red, and how do you do? Drink four of these, and boop, 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 boop. So this is episode 256. I'm going to tell a story. This is story time. So back 175 years ago when I came down to the city of Tampa to be a police officer from Milwaukee, when Tampa had the big walk-off back in the 70s and 80s, a whole bunch of us came from agencies up north. And uh, our academy class had uh, guys from Detroit and Philly and just everywhere. So it was, it was cool. It was a good group of people. But to make a long story short, when I came down, 
down, I walked into the Tampa Police Department and I went to the counter. The Tampa Police Department used to be located at 1710 North Tampa Street. That's where the law school is now located. Stetson Law School is there. So all you folks in Stetson Law School, that was the OPD. So I walked in the front door and at the counter, there was a fellow there. This is when they had the old baby blue shirt, dark slacks with the, uh, what was the color of our uh, pinstripe? That stripe went down. I guess it was blue. Maybe it went down the sides. And I said, hey, listen, I'm a cop up north, blah, blah, blah. I still had my 10 and I flashed it. A 10 being 10 badge. I flashed it. I said, uh, you guys are hiring and I'm down here for a job. And the guy took his badge off and flipped it to me and said, here, you can have mine. <laughs> I said, okay, what's the story? And he said, man, we're all getting the hell out of here. The hell with this place. And he was upset because of things that were going on at the time. And I said, well, I don't think I can quite uh, cut it with just your badge. I probably have to apply someplace. So he said, go down the hall, go take the elevator, go up the second floor. You'll see a sign that says personnel going there. They didn't have human resources. They had personnel. So I went in and uh, walked in, showed my uh, credentials, my creds, showed my 10 and said, hey, I'm up north, blah, 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 coming down here for a job. And basically, make a long story short, there's a fellow by the name of E.D. Williams, the captain at the time. And he came out and said, come on and sit down. Picked up the phone and he called over down to City Hall and they had time left in the day. And you can't make this stuff up. I swear to God, I'm a mom and daddy's grave. I swear to God, this is true. So he said, go down to City Hall. I said, where the hell is City Hall? So he told me where City Hall is. I went in, took an exam. They graded it. Now, just so you know, back in the day when you filled in the little bubbles, you know, with your pencil, they would just have a, a chart. piece of cardboard that had the holes cut in it, you know. Okay, you pass. <laughs> it wasn't, it was one of the easiest damn things I ever took. And they sent me back to the PD. So I went back to the PD. They had called over to the guy passed. Passed. passed a written exam and he called a guy. I don't remember the guy's name anymore. I know he passed away and he was the polygraph guy. I literally, I'm telling you, I drove straight from Milwaukee and my Firebird, uh, I mean, I had a beautiful Jim Rockford Firebird. I came down here. It was, it was hot. Drove straight. Okay. No brakes. I mean, pot, we pottied, got gas, got a burger, drove straight down. My buddy and I got here and uh, literally dropped Dave off at the hotel. He was toast. He drove a little bit, but I basically drove the whole way because it was my car. I didn't trust anybody. Man, I had a Rockford uh, vehicle. It was cool. And uh, so I take a polygraph and I passed that. And I said, the guy said, uh, any deception? He goes, yeah, of course there's deception. He used to be a cop, right? I said, oh yeah, I just got done. Coming down here, he goes, ah, it's, it's, it's the normal standard deviance. I swear to God that they hadn't even gotten done. They had a guy, maybe, I think it was Sokol. It was a, uh, I remember, I think a Sokol, Sokol, something like that. He was the department psychiatrist. <laughs> I lined up an appointment. Off I go to see this guy. I haven't had any sleep. It's, 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 it's lucky that I, I could have found it, everything. Anyways, I go and talk to this guy for an hour. So I go, yeah, you're fine. You'll do. I said, what the hell's going on, Mason? They, they need people bad. So I go back to uh, 1710s towards the end of the day now. It's like five o'clock or 35 o'clock. Everybody's, uh, the detectives are walking out and everything else. Williams handed me a piece of paper and he said, go see a fellow named John Williams. I think it was John Williams. I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure it was Williams. He said, you got your medical exam tomorrow. <laughs> Holy crap. That's how it went. I mean, it was, it was fast. Boom, 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 boom. They wanted to get me in the next academy class, which I got in. I figured I'd have to take a job doing something. Anyways, make a long story short, when uh, I got back, I did my medical exam and and uh, got everything done, done squared around. And uh, they had already started uh, the background check. They said take a week or two. It took about two weeks. So I went down to the school board, read something somewhere. Somebody told me that they had uh, substitute teachers here in, in Hillsborough County. I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll start teaching because I, I got a bachelor's degree and that allowed you to teach. I understand in Kansas City right now, if you have a high school degree and you just graduated, they'll hire you as a substitute teacher 
teacher or actually a full-time teacher in Kansas City. People are walking off the job that much. Can't, can't make that kind of stuff up. So like a week or two later, I get a call, go to TPD. William said, Ken X Academy class starts in like uh, 30 days. And uh, congratulations, raise your right hand. And you swear to defend the Constitution in the state of Florida and and, uh, and take care of uh, Disney World and Mickey Mouse. So help you God. And Bush Gardens. So help me God, I do. Okay. He opens his drawer. He pulls out a badge. <laughs> you know where this is going, right? You know this is going. Yeah. I got badge 256. The very first badge that I saw and was handed to me when I drove straight down from Wisconsin. I kid you not. Yes! I got that badge. So anyways, that was kind of my little thing. So this is episode 256. That's why it's called Here, You Can Have Mine. Oh. Kind of cool, isn't it? So this is the uh, theme song for a, a television show called Police Story. And I kind of grew up with that thing as a kid. Never thought I'd ever be a cop. Always thought I'd go straight to law school and be a lawyer. But one of the things it taught me is to do the bumper Morgan. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a few minutes. Well, this is the uh, theme song to Magnum P.I. And uh, when I worked at West Tampa Housing Projects, one of the uh, young ladies down there, a black girl, was uh, an albino. One day she comes up to me and says, you look like Magnum. And so that was my nickname for quite a while in the housing projects, West Tampa. I was Magnum. And so Magnum P.I. was a TV show back in the day. Now Tom Selleck is the forever chief of police in Blue Bloods of uh, New York City. So, of course, this is the theme song for Hawaii Five-0. Back in the day before the one that was still on TV but was on recently, yeah, there was a fellow by the name of Jack Lord, and uh, he had Dano, and it's just, uh, that was a show we watched, along with Kojak. You might remember Beretta. You might remember just a lot of these shows, and everybody's dead. So, that's part of life, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Do a little of this, do a little of that, have a little fun. Like I always say, pull your pants down and run like hell and slide in the ice and see what sticks. Surprise. So approximately 547,000 people moved into the state of Florida at a minimum because that's the number of new driver's license registrations that the Sunshine State here in Florida got. That's a 40% increase over 2020. And it's about a 20% increase over the five-year average between 2017 and 2021. Just think about that. 500 and just rounded up 50,000 people. For those of you in uh, San Francisco. Only in San Francisco. People got no respect for the brain dead. That's about a half a million people. That's actually a little more than half a million. Like 50,000 more than half a million. Okay, so anyways. Whoa. So the biggest driver's license swaps, call them swaps, swap shop, came from the uh, city of New York, not New York City, New York State, 11%. New Jersey, 6%. And our uh, foreign nation increased uh, people from over, you know, overseas, 14%. So if you think it's a lot of people, 
people and the roads are getting packed jammed. Yeah, it's packed jam. I mean, just think about that. You have 450,000 people last year, 40% increase over 2020, 20% increase over the five-year average. That's the reason why housing prices are going sky high. The inventory is ugh, at best and prices, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take a look at Palm Beach County, which a single family home in 2021 is now nearly half a million dollars and pushing averages up in the seven figures. Okay. So demographics, yeah, a lot of reloads from all over the green earth. And people are simply saying, I'm done. They're determined to make Florida home. Oh yeah. Some of you are going to learn about what it's like to be here in August. You're going to learn what it's like to have a hurricane. For those of you who came down in your Teslas and any of your other, you know, e-vehicles, you're going to learn what it's like to sit on the interstate and then run out of electricity when you're trying to bug out of here when one of the big ones hit. You're going to learn what it's like to have humidity. It is humid here. And you're going to learn that sometimes in the winter with all that humidity, especially if you're living on the coast, yeah, it gets in the 30s and it feels like it's in the 20s. It's bone cold. Certainly. I remember being a Courtney Campbell Causeway working uh, a traffic fatality in the middle of the night. Had a traffic fatality and uh, a cement truck. Actually, yeah, it was a cement truck. Ross, this is before it was all divided. This is when it was, I mean, rough, okay? It was rough. And uh, the guy crossed the uh, lane and hit a car head on and killed uh, two people instantaneously. I actually saw it. I was driving and I saw the, the smoke and just, uh, it was just god awful. Car burst into flames. Closest I ever came to pulling my gun and killing somebody because the two people in back were screaming and and uh it was it just god awful that's also the night that uh, when i got done with all my paperwork i went up to the hillsborough avenue so let's just make it old cop story day today Went up to Hillsborough Avenue and uh, in Anderson Road. There's a Subway sandwich shop that's still there. It's on the south side of the road. Well, I hadn't eaten. I had just gotten on the job. It was about 8, 8 8.30, maybe quarter to 9 when the accident occurred. I probably got out of there after the medical examiner got there and blah, blah, blah. And Actually, they, they were still cleaning up and I had everything I needed. And then I was um, hunting some other victims because when what happened was when that uh, semi-truck hit these, these folks that were retired from Clearwater, blew the car up, killed the people in the front right away. By the time I got there, I got my fire extinguisher. I didn't do anything, you know, stupid. But it sucks seeing those people die in the back there. Hey, listen, it makes it, it's part of life, just part of life. A lot of people seeing shit like that. It is what it is, what it is. But um, yeah, the debris and all the damage and other cars in the area had a bunch of victims. So this is before cell phones. Had all my paperwork. And so now I'm going out hunting victims. I got some at Town and Country Hospital, which is probably gone now. It is. And I had some at St. Joe. I knew I had I had to go over to, I think it was Morton Plant, whatever it is, over in Clearwater. I hadn't made it over there, but I knew I had to go to Tampa General Hospital. You know, it just, things were different back in the day. You, you couldn't just pick up the phone and do whatever you want to do. So I figured I'd start up in Town and Country and... Uh, I hadn't eaten, so I went to the Subway sandwich shop, got out of the car. I was very careful. I'm situationally aware. Two guys standing at the front counter, no big deal. Lurk is there. As I walk in, I hold the door open for the guys. They walk out. They look at me. I look at them. And it just didn't feel right. I kind of walked in. And the clerk said, are you here for the armed robbery? And I said, what do you mean armed robbery? Those guys just robbed me. I spin around. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. Yeehaw. And another one bites the dust. So my paperwork was all over the floor. I wound up chasing one of the guys across the street, over to the school across the street. Wound up running into the county. I ran out about maybe a mile, mile and a half. Finally got the SOB after we were playing peekaboo and shoot him up and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what I did do. I felt like Leon.
So the reality is, you know, look, uh, this is Florida. Y'all are going to have to get used to a lot of things that are going on here. And um, welcome. Thank you for coming on down. Make it make the place better than than worse. But uh, yeah, COVID, the COVID, I don't know if we can talk about that. Can we talk about that, uh, Brosco? Yeah. COVID has uh, definitely triggered a lot of people to say we're done with this. And uh, unquestionably, uh, they turned down the b- switch full blast and everybody's piling in. Why? Florona. Oh, this stuff's got to stop. Okay, so at the very end of this episode, 256, I'll tell you a little bit about the uh, Bumper Morgan, what that means. I'm calling my lawyer. Now, here's something I want you to do. I don't want you giving up. And what I mean by that is, look, there are a lot of things that just blow. The last few years suck. I get it. You get it. We all get it. But I still believe that the glass is half empty rather than half full. I'm a stoic, which means if I go to bed at night, I had a good day. If I wake up, I had a good night. Everything else is gravy. I mean, the, you know, if you don't, that means you're dead. You're sucks, right? You got to keep that kind of attitude. And one of the things I think you're seeing, and I do mean this, I think you're seeing more and more people from all races, all nationalities, from Pluto, Mars, Uranus, everywhere. They, they get it. They're getting it pretty good. And they're, they're getting tired. They're getting tired of the BS. And so CNN and a lot of people complain and carry on about that. Don't worry about that. Just don't tur- just turn it off. I haven't watched any news and I can't tell you when. I just, it doesn't mean anything to me. I pay attention only to see what the dimwits and midwits are doing in the world, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, these are just fads, trends that are going to be very short-lived. But here's a collection of uh, things that, uh, well, remember when, uh, what was his name? Uh, he had yellow hair. He was president of the United States for a while. Um, uh, Donald the Apprentice, something like that. Well, anyways, here's a collection. I'll pause it periodically and make a little commentary that, uh, yeah, just you can't believe a fraction of what you hear in, the, well, in the propaganda news. We are not fake news. We are real news. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. Some rioters were planning to murder lawmakers. What do- okay, stop. <laughs> the dossier was fake and nobody was planning to murder lawmakers. And as you know, Sarah Palin is not a happy camper and she will I'm calling my lawyer. probably clean house when she's done with the New York Times. What does Putin have on Trump? Has okay, Putin has something on Trump. Remember that Trump been compromised. That remember, comp, Trump is compromised. He's working for the Chinese and the Russians. Remember that Kavanaugh aided and abetted in the commission of a gang rape. Remember that Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh organized in college, maybe even in law school, gang rapes. Remember that it does look like that young man to me is taunting the Native American Vietnam vet. And remember that young man was underage. He sued and collected out of court a massive settlement. And he's in his face. When you start whipping people with, and you want to split hairs between reins and whips, there is no evidence. So we have, again, guys on the border. Remember that? They're on horses and they were using their normal riding gear to catch illegal aliens. And yeah, they're whipping them. No, not. Evidence of any wrongdoing by either Joe or Hunter Biden. Looking ahead to- Of course Joe Biden did nothing wrong. Hunter did nothing wrong. Nobody does nothing wrong. Joe or Hunter Biden. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. A widely held
long-held conspiracy theory that the coronavirus was created in a Chinese laboratory. Dr. Fauci. Of course, it's just a conspiracy that the Wuhan Chinese flu, COVID, or whatever we're calling it today, chicken little virus. Yes, and let's see, we were talking about that, then we were criticized for that, then people were being put in jail and losing banking and losing, oh, social media. But now it's kind of coming back to say, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Laboratory. Dr. Fauci, thank you uh, for keeping it straight. Thank you for fighting the good fight. We know the science. We know that masks work. This is- masks work. Masks work. Isn't that great? Don't you love that one? Masks work. But now it's 2022. It's Thursday, February 10th. And what do we hear? Yeah, take the mask off. We know that masks work. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is now a pandemic of choice. You can say- Oh, that's so much horseshit. We've been saying about that from the very beginning. Remember, when this thing started, we were absolutely freaked out in our office. Man, I made everybody wear masks. We had N95s. We had the shields. We we bleached everything. I mean, we went, but you know what's called variable change. I've told you about variable change. If you listen to prior podcasts, variable change is something you need to do, but uh, that's okay when it comes to this thing. Nah. Unvaccinated. It is now a pandemic of choice. You can stay unvaccinated if you want, but you're not going to be able to travel to see your family. Joe Rogan, uh, he came down with COVID. He says, he says he's been taking the uh, livestock dewormer uh, ivermectin. I hope. <laughs> I live in Ocala. That's where my office is. This is the horse capital of America. Down the street from my office is the World Equestrian Center. You know, I mean, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, ivermectin. I hope you are able to appreciate what you did in your state and what it means for the rest of the country. Disturbing video last night showed Jacob Blake unarmed, being shot by police. Obviously, we do it overseas against our adversaries, but we don't spy on Americans. If you want to believe the NSA is reading your favorite TV star's emails, go right ahead. He claims it's true. The NSA denies it, of course. There is no one more knowledgeable, more deep. <laughs> I hope you people laughing on this. I love it because, you know, remember I told you the other day, a couple of weeks ago, we've been talking about this, you know, how in Canada, the health department up there, the health agency, Department of God knows whatever it is, health, health, health. You know, the one that uh, now in, in uh, Trudeau is saying that all truckers are, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> terrorists. Uh, they got a problem up there. Yeah, those guys, uh, they've been tracking every single Canadian cell phone, but no, the government here wouldn't do it. He sent more honest. Uh, more committed to the interests of America than John Brennan, the biggest terror threat in this country. John Brennan, who put went to the archives and shoved paperwork down his uh, drawers, <laughs> snuck out, but they didn't charge him. Comes from radicals on the far right, primarily. I remember, everything that's wrong with the country is a result of radicals on the far right. Remember, all of those riots, all of those protests that happen on the far left, well, they're not far left, they're middle of the road. Those are all spontaneous. Nobody ever pays for those. Early white men. Domestic terrorism seems to be starting to remember some radicals on this is key remember what this guy said it's always radical guys on the right who are white men the far right primarily white men domestic (laughs) terrorism seems to be starting to spread virally in the way that we saw that happen overseas with isis violence has (laughs) so again they you guys got to remember this this you you have to laugh at it you have to laugh at it because there's no way there's any credibility nobody (laughs) 
<laughs> Nobody's believing this stuff, okay? All of these truckers, and it's not just in Canada. It's not just in Canada. It's happening in Germany. It's happening in England. It's happening in Portugal. It's happening in Spain. Uh, France has got a real Donnybrook. But again, they've got a leader over there who said, you know, oh, you do that and we are going to shoot you. It's erupted during anti-lockdown protests. What you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations. If only <laughs> I have uh, people that I worked with in Milwaukee who uh, saw that whole thing. Did you hear what the guy said? He said the Kenosha events were largely peaceful. Tell anybody it was peaceful. Tell anybody in Waukesha. I used to go to that parade where that guy drove that uh, that uh, SUV and ran all those uh, young people and, and uh, older people down. I was, I've been there many times. It was peaceful. It was peaceful. In hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations. If only we had a vaccine against BS. We're not here. I don't know, man. You know, when I start these things, I never know where I'm going to go. I collect these things throughout the day and throughout the week. And then whatever I decide to go with, I go with. It just kind of is what it is. What it Red is. alert! But I got to tell you, it just, yeah, if only we had a vaccine against BS. I think we know where the, B, the BS is coming from. We're here to spin things or, uh, you know, color things a certain way. We're here to give the people reliable, accurate information on a daily basis. That's why we all come into work every day. Yes, that's why we come into work every day. And what I do, it's based upon facts and figures. I have a very, very simple mathematical mindset that I use. And um, I think it works. And one of the things I'm going to do now is replay a song called The Poker Player. And then we're going to get out of here with our ending. And uh, then I'll see you on uh, Tuesday. I will be putting a new episode of Trots up, and uh, that'll be a video. I just haven't had time to do it. Been really busy, and uh, yeah, a lot of cool things are happening. There's a lot of new networking events that uh, are actually old, and they're uh, cranking them up again in Tampa. One of them is uh, Network After Work. And uh, so now I've got the events that are double-stacked, double-booked on top of one another. Kind of a nice thing, you know, after all this uh, godforsaken nonstop zooming. I will be putting a couple of new songs up from Spotify, and that is always on PaulTruzdale.com, PaulTruzdale.com. And what I want you to do is get up and move. Got to get up and move. I believe in strength, endurance, and flexibility training on a daily basis, natural nutrition, hydration. And I'll tell you, look up the difference between germ theory and terrain theory. I know it's controversial, but I believe in taking care of yourself both on the inside and on the outside. And this song is designed to get you to stand up and move. You got plenty of time to lay around when you're dead. This concludes the public version of the Paul Truesdell podcast. 
The rest of the story is available to friends of Paul Truesdell. To become a friend, go to paultruesdell.com and complete the contact form. Are you still here? Why? The good stuff is on paultruesdell.com. The rest of the story is available to friends of Paul Truesdell. To become a friend, go to paultruesdell.com and complete the contact form. Now get going. Go over to paultruesdell.com and become a friend. Go. Get. Now. Hey, this is Matthew. What's the matter with you? Joanna and Brian told you what to do. What are you waiting for? Okay. One more time. Go to paultruesdell.com. Click on contact. Complete the form. Become a friend. Crazy simple stupid easy. Tuesday, see you tomorrow, see you next week, brother. I'm tired. It's Friday. Tired of uh, being jerked around. I wish uh, that I had some loftier purpose, but uh, I'm afraid in the end it's just the money. People got no respect for the brain dead? Only in San Francisco. Your kids are starving. Carl's Jr. believes no child should go hungry. You are an unfit mother. Your children will be placed in the custody of Carl's Jr. Think you didn't have any brains at all. I have so got brains. Well, why don't you use them? Surprise, surprise, surprise. So back in 1975 until about 19, I believe it was uh, 76, there was a fellow, an actor by the name of George Kennedy. And uh, George Kennedy was born in 1925. He passed away not that long ago, it seems like, 19 or 2016. He was uh, 91, 91. He's an actor, and he was the star of this TV show called The Blue Knight. And he played Officer Bumper Morgan. And it's based upon a novel by uh, Detective Sergeant Joseph Wong of the Los Angeles Police Department. Now, the 73 movie, Blue Knight, starred a fellow by the name of William Holden. And uh, so the thing is like this. Bumper Morgan, he's a veteran police officer in Los Angeles. And this guy just likes working the streets. And so the movie is really, and the, the TV show is his, his daily de- dealings with uh, criminals, generally a little bit more dangerous than what people realized back in the day, and a lot of drug dealers. It ran 23 episodes. It was on CBS, and um, it was a one-hour show. So the Bumper Morgan, or me, is a real simple. When I worked up north, I had a hickory stick, an old-fashioned hickory stick, a nightstick. It had a hole drilled in it, had a long piece of leather, and you slip the leather over your thumb, and you kind of wrap it around the backside of your hand into your palm, and you got to get it just right. So even to this day, I can take my old hickory stick, and I can uh, twirl it. Now, the cool thing is, depending upon the length of the leather strip, there's actually two 
two lengths you want to have. You want to have the shorty and the longy. Anyways, the shorty is the one you, you flip around and, and you basically can be a uh, majorette or a, a band. And uh, I can do that. When you have it a little bit longer, you can do things like uh, the bouncing Betty where you flip it and then you tap it on the ground, kind of like a yo-yo and you pop, 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 pop it. There's lots of different things you can do. You can you can do the, uh, I don't know what it's called anymore, but it's a, basically it's like a sidekick. You can pop it and then go to one side and go to the other. And you may have seen people, there's some videos online where a cop will, will do some really cool things with a nightstick. Well, here's the thing. Before, uh, you know, we had radios in the car. When you got out, you didn't have radio. Um, you had your gun. You had your Model 10, six shooter. You had dump pouches and we carried zip strips in them. You can look up what a dump pouch is, what a zip strip is, and you can look up what a model Smith & Wesson Model 10 is. We had the leathers. We had the handcuffs. We had a, a ring for the baton. And we were all just beginning to get mace and stuff like that. And I call it bug spray because that stuff doesn't work for the day. You use bug spray on somebody, what you, all you're doing is gonna you're just making them nasty so that when you got to lay hands on them, you're going to get bug-eyed. The other thing we had were saps. And so depending upon what hand you wanted to use, you had right-handed and left-handed sap pants. And what sap pants are, the side of your leg, the seam there, there is, is a little space that is horizontally cut and it's a pocket and you can put this leather sap. Look it up, sap. It's AP. I carried a Texan sap. And uh, yeah, so you could pull that thing out and knock somebody's teeth out. You know, we didn't have tasers. And one of the things we basically did is when, you know, things broke bad, you just, you fought. Fought with your hands, your elbows, your that kind of stuff. So we were actually trained in boxing and judo and karate and all that stuff when I came on. And we learned how to do the karate artery, the choke hold, and you lose, you learned all the different places where you could hit somebody in the arm, in the leg, in certain nerves, and, and to, I mean, literally take them out. If you have somebody and you kick them with your knee and the side of their leg in the meaty part, I mean, they'll, they'll just go limp on you. So that's what we used to do. But now you can go to Wikipedia, look up Bumper Morgan, you can see the Blue Knight, you can see George Kennedy. My philosophy was is always better to scare the hell out of somebody rather than fight. And fighting, you know, even if you win, you're going to get hurt. So I practiced a lot of being a real complete a-hole. And in the long run, it got me out of a lot of situations. No, some not. Some not so well. But that's what I called the bumper Morgan. Twirling the baton, dancing with it. Not literally physically dancing, but making it bounce all around like a yo-yo. And then basically telling somebody that if they didn't do what I was going to do, I was going to show them this thing by placing up their rectum and, and having a dental exam with the tip of it. So things like that, I'm obviously cleaning up language and everything else. With cameras today, you can't do anything. But at least back in the day, we didn't shoot them like they do today. Today, some of these guys and gals, they pull their smoke pole way too fast. Everybody's enemy. And uh, I got real problems with that. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. This song is a theme song to the uh, TV show Beretta, and it's uh, sung by Sammy Davis Jr. Beretta was uh, on ABC. It uh, ran from 73 to 74. Seems like it ran a whole lot longer than that. Anyways, you had a guy in there by the name of Robert Blake who had the starring role, and uh, it was a pretty good, pretty good little show. Robert Blake, uh, let's see, he is now 88 years of age, born in 1933, Sammy Davis Jr., 
passed away in 1990. He was born in 1925. He died at 64. And Robert Blake, back in uh, May 4th of 20, 2001, yeah, he uh, was out to dinner at a restaurant, and uh, he fatally shot a person by the name of Bonnie Lee Bakley in the head while she was sitting in Blake's vehicle parked on a side street. And they had a trial, and basically he was arrested, and his longtime bodyguard was also arrested, and he, uh, he beat the rap. Jury was deadlocked 11 to 1 in favor of acquittal, and the uh, district attorney said it was a uh, miserable human being and should have been uh, convicted. Bakley's children wound up filing civil suit against Blake, and they awarded her $30 million, at least the uh, family, and then Blake filed bankruptcy. He's maintained a pretty low profile since the uh, acquittal and the bankruptcy. He's got about $3 million in unpaid debt, state and federal taxes. So, kind of is what it is. A number of these highfalutin people in Hollywood who get themselves in a deep doo-doo always seems to be amazing. Okay, boys and girls, hope you enjoyed that. 256, 256. You know a little bit more about me than you knew before. Maybe too much. Okay, all done.